Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, trying not to freeze <laughs> in this in this winter. Well, this winter. That's let's leave it there. Yeah, we're we're up in Utah enjoying the holiday break. And it's cold. It is no California, that's for sure. We uh we helped our mom with stuff in the garage and I froze. Cause you know, when do you do Home Improvement Garage Projects. Winter. December 30th. Apparently. (laughs) Well, this week we're going to be talking about... (laughs) What? (laughs) A hidden life? This week we're going to be talking about... (laughs) Leave it in. No. (laughs) Only when I look good do I leave it in. Oh my gosh. This week we're going to be talking about A Hidden Life, the Terrence Malick review of the... World War II Austrian farmer who dissents or decides not to swear allegiance to Hitler and is imprisoned. And, spoiler alert, we never know what happens to him. Oh, yeah, he gets out four years later. No, he gets killed. (laughs) The movie doesn't show it. Because this movie doesn't care about plot. Couldn't care less. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, yeah. So this is a long, hauntingly beautiful drama, so... But our, for our pick of the week, we're going to do three-hour movies, uh, which may seem like a wide genre, and that's because this Terrence Malick movie cannot be defined. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do Terrence Malick films, but then we're like, no one's seen any of them, really. Or we've only seen The life. Lost World. <laughs> Is it called The Lost World? Well, one of them's The Lost World. Isn't that the Colin Farrell? Uh, Columbus one? Yeah. Oh, but- I thought it was called 18, I mean, uh, 1492. No, no it sounds. I think you're right. Yeah, New World. I don't know. Well, that movie was so low. <laughs> anyway, my three hour movie is. I think it's. I think it's Apocalypse Now. I mean, that's such a good movie. That's so long. And mine was a real toss up between Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers and Godfather Part Two. Probably equally good sequels in cinema history. Man, the sequels are three hours long. You're doing something wrong. You got a lot of story to tell. Yeah, space that out. <laughs> Pace that, baby. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into a hidden life that does, I think, some very interesting and beautiful things. I think you liked it. I did like it. Did you not? I did. It's like it was very it's, peaceful. No, it, what are you talking about? It was very peaceful. Yeah, it was just shots took, of. I feel like I was getting executed. And I walked out of the theater very down, super kind of not depressed, but heavy, just sad. Oh my gosh. It's definitely sad. It it felt like I was the one in the room at the end in this way that was crazy. So an indication of good filmmaking, but geez Louise, not for everyone. Okay. But a lot of the film is these landscape shots. It's, Beautiful piano music in the back, you know, that, that scores the film. It, okay, it's this yeah. Austrian countryside. Okay, so Reed's at peace while this guy's marching to his death. He was at peace. Ugh, he had accepted it. He was, he could have signed the paper saying he would swear allegiance to Hitler and not even have to fight. Yeah, I know. But his wife supported him, even though it was so hard for her. You think he was at peace? I don't think he was at peace. I think so. I think he was terrified. I I don't know how you could prove it one way or the other. Uh, uh, me neither. Uh, well, 
Okay, so I think a couple of interesting things is this is based on a real experience and letters that this man and his wife wrote to each other while he was going through this experience. Um, yeah, it was. And that letter motif is used pretty heavily in the movie. I mean, there are some narrative or like some storytelling where people are just t- together and talking, but because they're separated while he's in prison or, or being trained in the army, a lot of this movie is one of them reading their letter and showing scenes of their lives. Yeah. It's voiceover. Yeah. You almost never see the main character speak even in conversations that are on film in scenes where he's having a conversation. It just elides his part of the conversation and you only see what the other person says and you have to kind of infer or guess what he was saying in between the shots of them with a lot of jump cuts. Very weird. I mean, it's a particular style. It's kind of rare. Well, and if it, if it wasn't that letters or someone speaking directly to the main characters or the main character speaking, it was in German. I mean, they were, they were not speaking English throughout a lot, a portion of this movie. Yeah. I did not like that choice. I did not think that was a good choice. Well, I kind of enjoyed it. I think it was just like, that's, it's not about what these people think or, you know, they can, they can relay the emotions of this conversation and you understand that these, this, these villagers do not like this man's decision. But what I don't like about, I get that. But what I don't like about it is if I'm, if I'm a German speaker, I'm having a totally different experience watching this movie. As a filmmaker, I would want everyone, I think I would want everyone to have the same experience, or I would not want to prejudice one group. That bothers me. Okay. Not me. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. I. What did you feel like? Um, I See, this is my feeling. It is beautifully shot. The sound's really good. They use this wide-angle lens so that everything's always in focus, and you just feel like the world's very open and big. Why not do all those interesting things and also have two extra things? Scenes where people actually interact and show real reactions to things and take out all make it shorter. <laughs> you could do those two things and this movie would be amazing. There are probably 20 minutes of just scenery shots in this movie. Right? I mean, it's like no people at all. No people. He'll show just like a river, he'll show the mountains, he'll show the fields. I guess that's true, yes. Throughout the whole movie, I bet there's a lot of that. Um, I guess I also think the actors were asked to do some pretty challenging things because of that limited interactions or limited reactions to speaking, or you know, sometimes actors were giving their kind of monologue directly into camera. Maybe I'm talking about just that one, the wheat grinder specifically. No, I think it happened a couple of times. Um, they do it they do it directly into camera? I thought there's one where he's like kind of yelling. He looks he's looking right at the camera. I don't remember that. I guess, I don't know. How do you feel like the two main characters did in sort of uh, conveying the emotions, even when they're not speaking to each other? I thought the lead guy was very good. I thought he was great. I thought he, his body language was great. His eyes were kind of getting sunken and you could see the, I, I mean, you said he was at peace. I felt like not that he was at war with his choice, but he was bearing the weight of it. And you could see that kind of emaciate him over time. He's also in prison, so that I mean, I'm sure they did it with makeup too. But I just thought his his eyes by the end were very sad, but also very, you know, ready. Yeah, I think he did have to take the um, he did have to take the emotional effect of this decision, and that did weigh on him. Yeah, 
but he also in those flashback moments could really express the joy of his life too. I think, you know, like when they're, they first start dating or when he's interacting with his children. Yeah. There are a lot of, I think kind of joyous moments and he's, you know, dancing around and moving. And I think he does a, he does well in that situation as well. Yeah. Is anyone talking about how the first five minutes of this film are like the first five minutes of up? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> The first five minutes of this film are also the first 30 seconds of the trailer. It even starts with like her, like, remember when we first met? Yeah. I was wearing it. That's like the exact wording of the beginning of this movie. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Do you like the roving camera where it's wide lens always and the field of view is distorted a little bit as it curves at the edges? I do. I thought it was... I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to watch all movies like that, but I think every once in a while it's an interesting take on it. Uh, you know, kind of always that low angle following people around is, oh yeah, just a different perspective. Do you think that does something or does it support the story formally? No, I think you could have shot this movie or told the story in a more standard way and gotten a lot of the same message across. I think it's just his style. I know, but he must have a reason for doing it. I would say it's, to show that he is unbound. It has this very opening up feeling. Hmm. That's a nice thought. I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, are there some other things you... What did you think of the of his wife? Oh, I actually also liked her. I thought you could see the pain on her face when like the village people were, were bullying her and abusing her. Um, so I think also just kind of having, having to act alone a lot. I think it would be challenging to just have a camera on you while you're going around doing activities. But I think she did a good job with that. Yeah. She has a very interesting face. Very, uh, not exactly. I was going to say expressive. I don't mean expressive, but it has a lot of, uh, flavor in it. I would say. Yeah. Um, okay. Any other things you liked or didn't like you want to talk about? Well, I don't know if it's worth talking about this, but, I just had the overwhelming feeling also at the end, like he didn't need to do that. Well, I don't know if we want to talk about this necessarily, but I had the feeling at the end, overwhelmingly, like he didn't need to do what he did. He didn't feel like he could lie to the Nazis or, well, he didn't feel like he could swear allegiance to Hitler in the Nazi army. But the moral significance of Nazis are is low, I would argue. These guys are bad people. Who cares if you lie to them? That's... I don't know. I just, I just didn't. I don't know if the movie was supposed to convince you that he's very admirable for standing up for this perspective or not. But I wasn't convinced. I was surprised. I think I'm, I think I was surprised because I think in, usually in these films you would expect to get convinced. I mean, I think it was important to him. So, and I, I'm choosing to tell this story. I think confirms that's important to the Terrence Malick as well. I think to say this was worthy. I mean, why would you make this movie if you didn't believe that? Well, I think you can admire his choice, but without saying it was the right thing to do. It, it was very brave, for sure. It just was, I think, a waste of a life, a very good life. I don't know. I, I have definitely have been, I mean, I had a hard time with a lot of the things we talked about. I left with a very bad feeling, but I have definitely been thinking about this movie a lot since then. It's very weighty. Yeah, I mean, to, it's easy to sort of say, what would I, what would I do in, this, in his shoes? I think there's also the argument to be made that you could enter the army and do more good from the inside 
you know, making sure that they treat prisoners well or I don't know. I don't know how much flexibility you could have, but make an actual difference to some, even if it's just one other person, that seems like more of a worthwhile thing than to take yourself completely out of it, the equation. If you could help just one person, don't you think it'd be worth it? I It's too... I don't know if I'll ever come to a, an answer. It's too weighty for me, I think. But how about those camera angles? <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know. It's okay. Okay. What did you think about um, the dialogue of the mayor in the town, of the in the village, and how Trump-focused it was? I think he was my favorite supporting character, because he had, had a little bit of range, where, like... He always wants him to accept the Nazis and accept the Germans, but he uh, comes at it a couple different ways, right? He like gets really angry. He tries to be his friend. He tries to say, like, "I'm warning you." Like, you know, he's probably the person he interacts with the most outside of his family. Yeah. Okay. It didn't bother you that how it mapped so closely onto Trump stuff now, like his the mayor's speech and at the picnic table when he's basically talking about how immigrants come and we need to keep them out. Well, I think that was the rhetoric of the Jews, or sorry, that was the rhetoric of the Nazis. Really, you think you think that accurately? You think that most accurately reflects what they're saying then, and not what we're saying now? I I would guess Terrence Malick feels like there's a lot of parallels. Yes. So he put some of maybe what's now in a Nazi's mouth. Exactly. But it doesn't seem so out of place, which should worry us about what's being said now. Okay. It reminded me of Knives Out. The family discussion there. It feels a little bit on the nose to me. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I think there's one more thing I want to talk about. He, the wife goes and talks to the like colonel in another city to get her husband released. And they cut to a montage where they're showing the colonel in a couple of different you know positions. Do you remember this? Where he's like, they're talking, he's walking around. Yeah. And one of them, he's like on his knees yelling. I don't know if I exactly remember oh that. Gosh. It stood out to me because, like, every other thing made sense except that one. <laughs> and I couldn't, like, oh, I don't know if it was trying to show him, like, his internal conflict with it. He was kind of the crazy looking old guy. I think I do remember that. Not the judge at the end. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that room was very weird where it was shot from, some of those shots were from one long end. So you saw that the room was really big. But it didn't. You never really saw that in the real scene, or I don't know. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. So that's when I, I said I couldn't. It jarred me a little bit. Yeah, I agree. All right, Ty. What will you rate a hidden life out of five? I'm giving it a four. Okay, I'm also going to give it a four. Okay. And if, if it was pleasant. Yeah, if you have three hours to kill, and I guess want to don't downer, use that. Don't use that word. Oh jeez. I guess if you have three hours to use up on a movie. And you want a calming, potentially, choice, a hidden life would be there for you. Yeah. Good. <laughs> okay, well then, let's move on to our recommendations. What's something you've been watching, reading, or listening to, to share with our listeners? I got a New Yorker subscription a couple weeks ago. Flex? What does that mean? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, very simple, the humble brag. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. No, I'm not a humble bragging. I'm just saying I love the New Yorker so much. And I've done two crosswords in the last three days. They're so interesting. Oh, nice. It's a good way to keep your mind sharp. But new yeah, but New Yorkers are so good. There's so much good writing in them. I got I feel like I just go on 
in um, phases. So I used to be really into it, and then I got totally out of it, and now I'm going to be back in for a while. Good. I'm happy for you. I'm going to recommend a book, Memory Man, and it's a kind of like a detective mystery where uh, this guy had a brain injury and can remember things perfectly, and he's a detective. But the thing he hasn't <laughs> solved is his family's murder. Why can't he solve that? Well, it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, he, can he? That's the question. I guess he probably will by the end, but he must not be able to at the beginning. He must not be able to at the beginning. But it's good. I, I like it. I can't think of the author's name. I'm sorry. But Memory Man. Okay. Sounds good. Is it going to be made into a movie? I doubt it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, when, when do things get made into movies? When, I don't know, when uh, actors read them and want to play the part. So, uh, okay, I, I doubt it then. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley, and we'll be making some Two Brothers Review branded thermals soon. 2020 goal? Oh. Merch? Merch. We should do it. Okay. All right. Get at us somehow if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tell us what you want. You want it on your mother's apron? We'll do it. <laughs> uh, bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>